Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Poor Charles Style. I am your host, Tony Ann, and with me this week, I've got Sarah. How you doing, Sarah? I'm doing well. Sucks that the weekend is over, but oh, doing well nonetheless. Same. How That's, are you? I'm doing okay. Um, not. It's going to be a short week for me this week because we have Thanksgiving this week. So yeah. I'm a bit sad that the weekend is over, but I'm also excited for the long weekend I have coming. So there's that. Lucky oh. you. Oh, that's right. You don't get that in Canada, do you? No, not not this week. No, no. We had oh, our that... Thanksgiving back in October, so. You had yeah. it already? Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to jump into a couple bits of news before we jump into our stories. And first thing is that Nathaniel Gray exits General Hospital as Mason, so we will no longer be seeing the evil doctor evil mr clean as i have called him <laughs> i'm not mad at that. i'm, I I'm not glad the story is wrapping up me too because it was never truly honestly a story yeah it was very much like a plot point and i don't know i feel like these writers aren't really writing stories anymore they're writing plot points and um I think Mason Mason could have made an impact if they also kind of fleshed out um, Austin, but yeah. they aren't doing that. They haven't done that in the last two years that uh, he's played Austin and it's just like, what are we doing now? Yeah, it was, it was never fleshed out. It never aired consistently. It was always very much, why are you here? What are we doing? So yeah. I am very happy to see this end. And he is going off to Pentonville, which we can discuss later in story if we want to. But um, this is not something, somebody I ever need to see in Pentonville ever again. Because sometimes they like to show us Pentonville people and I never need to see him again. Yeah, I think we uh, i was gonna say i think we might see him with the whole austin of it all how it ended this week for austin but if he's already left then i assume that he hasn't um he never filmed other stuff outside of you know his last scenes before he's off to pentonville so I, i'm not sure and i don't need to see him again either no <laughs> So that was our first bit of news. Our other bit of news is that Monsters, the Netflix show with Nicholas Alexander Chavez, is supposed to start production on December 12th and go through February. With GH on Thanksgiving hiatus until December 1st, there may not be much time to actually give Spencer a proper exit. You know what? I actually think Spencer will get a proper exit. I know that writers have been on strike and still have actors so that's put a halt on at least him well it's put a halt on everything in Hollywood outside of soaps but I would like to hope and I would like to think that the writers were kind of prepared for whenever it's announced that you know he's gonna be going off so I would hope that they at least have story in mind and they're now basically gearing up to start filming his exit. Even if they film his exit um, 
I mean, now, but I would, I would like to hope and think that they were, are somewhat prepared. The only reason I think they may not be is because they may not have had that much notice because I, with the way the strike, you know, once the actor strike resolved, I don't know, hopefully it's a scenario where they were told like, hey, if everything goes well with the actor strikes, production is going to resume on this date, so be prepared. But if they only found out when we found out, they have like less than a month to get shit together. Yeah. And with the way things are going with Sprina at the moment, um, yeah, I don't know how that's going to be. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if his exit story is like Nicholas kidnapping him or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm expecting kidnapping or coma. Yeah. It's it's the only thing I can think is that he's going to get kidnapped or get put in a coma for some reason. And, and I mean, February, it's only two months. I mean, until, yeah, unless it's the it's, end of February, then it's like two and a half months. So... I would think but, that by end of March, early April, um, he'd be back on screen. Because, I mean, his contract is um, through July, right? I believe so. Yeah, I'm not, not really sure how long he... I think it's through July. So we should be good there. There's also a chance that maybe they find a way to block tape a bunch of stuff with him in the yeah. next 12 days before he has to go shoot monsters and he doesn't actually have to leave. Well, it's not really 12 days because if GH is on high, are they on hiatus currently until they're the on hiatus currently until the first. So oh. they go back to work 12 one, which means they have 12 days. Yeah. Not including weekends before yeah. he has to report to monsters. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's only two and a half months, depending on when in February they're done. They're done shooting, um, so yeah, by the end of March, uh, Spencer should be back on screen. Um, so yeah, it's either going to be some sort of a kidnapping or a coma, or he decides to go up and look for his dad on his own. Who knows? Maybe something happens to Nicholas and he gets called similar to how when he like when Laura had to leave for one of her vacations, Spencer broke both of his legs and she had to go to Switzerland to take care of him. Maybe maybe Nicholas gets injured and as his next of kin, he has to go deal with that. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't have anything to do with Esme. Um, I think that I mean, Dylan's pointed out many times that Esme is kind of useless at this point her being on screen is very much centered around um around Sprina so I hope his exit has nothing to do with him like you know going after Esme and because if if that's what he's doing I think it's going to be hard to come back for Sprina um especially because they've been putting putting off putting them together for two years and then finally we've had some payoff but very little stable happiness um so i think i just hope his his exit has nothing to do with esme 
And thankfully, Soap Opera Digest has told us that they are going to resolve this latest issue, which we'll be discussing in a little bit. Um, so next week, that will get resolved and hopefully it gets to stay resolved. I hope so. But with that, we can move into our critical cases. First on the list, Ned is back and reunites with his family. He remembers the truth about Nina, but Olivia convinces him to keep quiet for now. Who said that last on last week's um, episode? Was it Nick who said that he thinks Ned is going to tell Olivia, but Olivia is going to tell him no to just uh, keep it on the hush? That was me because I had read the Soap Opera Digest article that basically oh, okay, said okay, okay. Yeah, I I mean, this was on Monday's episode, right? I barely yeah. remember what happened Monday. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it just it, it, it's this frustrating. Stuff is gonna come out soon anyway. For my sanity, it needs to. But I agree. It is frustrating that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, in, I don't in know. What, in what universe would Olivia Falconeri say, keep quiet and don't rock the boat? Exactly. That doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, her and Nina are business. Exactly. Yes, her and Nina are business partners, but she has no loyalties to Nina. So, like you said, it just doesn't make sense for for Ned to keep quiet because Olivia asked him to her loyalty as annoying as annoyed as some people are by this her loyalty is to carly so by virtue of that fact alone she should want to have nina's head for breakfast yeah and especially because before this whole before ned's um injury everyone well, michael drew carly everyone thought he did it he, he everyone thought he's the one who went to the sec to spill his own the daughter beans. thought he did it his own daughter thought he did it so it's like well wouldn't you want him to clear his name even though they're like way past that now and their concern has mostly been about um eddie going back to being ned like wouldn't you want that so for her to say oh keep it on the low for now makes zero sense absolutely none and i just i'm confused i'm annoyed though i will say the reunions were really cute like i loved i loved the ned lois reunion i loved ned like seeing brooklyn i love that yuri saw him in the suit and was like you're not eddie you're ned yeah that was cute because even like wally said in an interview i had no idea how he knew before i said anything and then he realized oh yeah i'm in a suit that explains yeah. it. No, I really enjoyed the the reunions as well. Uh, I'm glad this Nettie stuff is over, though. <laughs> it, yeah, it completely never made any sense. And and Wally Kirk and Lisa Lososaro and everybody involved did their best to try to make it work. And it just was a problem from the jump. So at least we are past that and Ned gets to be Ned again. Yeah. Do we know how long Lois is around for? We don't, but because um, her mom still has to come to town, which I think is happening around Thanksgiving, so that should be coming. This so week. this week or next? Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm very excited to see where that goes because the Lois story was not anything that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. 
and I, well, and I don't I know if we'll I'm wait and see. I don't know if I'm disappointed by that or okay with it to be honest because I have to kind of see where the lowest story goes yeah well I guess we'll find out in a few weeks in a couple of yep. weeks and with that we can move into our next critical case which is Anna tells Dante and Jordan the truth about Charlotte as Laura Valentine and Nina process Victor's influence over Charlotte so it is confirmed that Victor we knew has basically brainwashed her brainwashed Charlotte using those tarot cards and so now it's going to be about snapping Charlotte out of this out of it and I'm okay if Charlotte, like, I'm a, like, I'm okay with that because, like, it's crystal clear that Charlotte wouldn't actually do this to this extent on her own. Like, yeah, she's a problem, like, she's been a problem child, but she's never done this. Yeah. I just, I, I understand. Um, Nina and Valentine Valentine have a past. I just I kind of don't understand why she's so involved though in this particular storyline. And I'm wondering if that's to set up her having someone to lean on after the shit hits the fan with Sunny. That's a possibility too. I also think it's because she needs a mother figure and Charlotte has always viewed Nina as that in the absence of Lulu. I mean, even though I don't care for Lulu, they can wake her up so she yeah. can come deal with her kid. Well, she her needs, kids. Because I'm sure Rocco has some point. sort of like also like trauma around his mom not being around. Not um, that we actually get to hear about it because we never not that we get see to Rocco. hear about it. Yeah, but and and also the difference with Rocco, he's you know living in a two parent household where he sees you know two people loving each other and. They have, you know, the tip, the typical family. Whereas with Charlotte, I mean, she's half a Cassidine, so that comes with its own traumas. And, and she's never had any stability. Arguably, the most stability she's had, weirdly, is with Valentina and Nina when they were together. Yeah, I'm. I'm just glad all of this is out. Uh, but like you said, now it's going to be a matter of snapping Charlotte out of it. And I'm wondering if once she gets out of the hospital, how Valentine, but also Laura is going to like handle her, um, how she's going to be around Anna. I mean, she's not going to be around Anna intentionally. They may, you know, cross paths at like J- um what is the rest of the diner called? Jake? Kelly's. Kelly's. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, Jake's was the the bar. Yeah. yeah. Which is I don't know. Rip. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're not going to intentionally be around each other, but I'm eager to see like what the fallout is now on the road to snapping Charlotte out of it. It's also going to be interesting to see how our regular writers deal with this because this was all strength material. Yeah. And their 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 stuff comes in soon, right? In the next couple of weeks, I would think so. Yeah, because it's been about two months since the mm-hmm. writer strike, 
wrapped. And I'm I don't just think GH is that far. Like, I don't think GH is that far out. So it's got to be coming soon. I'm shocked it hasn't aired already. Yeah. I, I'm just hoping that um, they don't mess with the pacing. Because I think, and Dylan mentioned this in a past uh, episode, the writers have been most, the, the scab writers have been mostly good about pacing. Um, so I hope they kind of keep up the momentum a little bit as well. And that's just on yeah. all stories in general. Yeah. Um, cause GH of late has been when they have to transition back into something or out of something, they kind of get stagnant. I mean, look at what happened with COVID like pre COVID we were, firing on all cylinders like things were really moving yeah we come back from covid and everything kind of stalled yeah i don't need us to stall any progress that we've made during the strike era i need us to keep that up yeah and hopefully we will do you have anything else to add on the charlotte of it all justice for anna please because oh god they are putting our girl through it oh yeah Vanola Hughes is amazing and the material for her is going to garner an Emmy nomination and hopefully a win um, oh for sure a nomination but my god they are putting Anna through it but we can- she's she's really been Vanola Hughes has really been carrying like her scene partners with the exception of maybe Dominic and um and Maurice but like she's been killing it over these last couple of weeks it's been so good like I like she's got such a plethora of material to pick from for an Emmy reel I truly do not know how she's not going to have a two-hour Emmy reel yeah But I guess we can move into our next story, which is Spencer and Trina seek advice over the Esme situation as Spencer tries to make things right with Trina, who is making him work for it. As she should. As she 100% should, because that fight devolved quickly into places that it did not need to go. Um. And Spencer fucked up and he needs to work his way back into her good graces. But I do have to say, I love that we kind of got point of view from both of them. Same. Um, I loved the Ava Trina scenes. I actually also enjoyed Trina, Curtis and Marshall scenes. Um, I just... I mean, I know I have to come to terms with the fact that Curtis is her daddy. But where is Taggart? His baby girl needs him. Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. That is an evergreen question that needs an answer because Riel wants to work. He has made that abundantly clear. And yet he is nowhere to be found. Last we saw him, he was disappearing down the bottom of a bottle. So is he still there? Exactly. That's a storyline in itself. And the fact that they've just like all this paternity stuff has come out. They let uh, Taggart grieve for a couple of episodes and they're like, okay, now you go off into the abyss so she can be with her bio dad. Like, 
where is Tiger? She clearly needs him. And I understand that they're trying to build a relationship with Curtis and and Trina. And that's great. But like at the end of the day, this is the conversation she should be having with Tiger regardless, because she has a much closer relationship with with him. And I, and I know people may not share the same share the same opinion, but like where is Tiger when we need him? No, I completely 100% agree. I, I also think it would have been kind of cool if instead of Marshall being in that scene, if it was Taggart and, and, and Curtis and Trina, like if both of, of Trina's fathers were trying to advise her on the situation, I think that would have been amazing. I would have totally been okay with that. Um, I just feel because the, the Taggart erasure is is real. Um, yeah, and I loud. Know very i don't know if, if it's just me but i didn't really care to have marshall in in the scene um i mean i understand he was there before trina got there anyway but yeah i didn't really care for for marshall in the scene anytime um anytime curtis said something to her i was just like okay you're not tiger <laughs> i'm totally blinded by the fact that i need tiger to still be her dad so anytime Curtis and Trina share scenes together. I'm just like, whatever, rolling my eyes. But I also agree. I did appreciate that we did get point of view from both of them. And I really actually enjoyed the scenes with Joss and Spencer as well. It was I loved, so good. I know. They were like, so refreshing. And Joss talked to Spencer like a normal person. She wasn't. Because I find that sometimes Joss talks down to Spencer um maybe not talks down to him but like she never they never have like just a normal conversation between two people who've known each other for a very long time it's always very adversarial especially from coming from Joss so it was just nice that they were having a conversation like two old friends like she was able to put him in his place but also like make him see where he went wrong and why he's wrong um mm-hmm. so i really really enjoyed those scenes with spencer and and uh joss me too and and i and i'm going to reiterate again that i love that they keep making sure that we know that spencer's focus is on that child and it has nothing to do with said child's mother I know the focus for Spencer is also is on Ace, but one thing I didn't appreciate though is Spencer saying, uh, Ace, Esme is not a bad person. Yes, the fuck she is. Yeah. Do, that was- why are you forgetting what she's done? One to you, to Joss, to your cousin slash best friend Cam to your girlfriend like let's not throw all her shit under the rug because she has so-called amnesia and she's not actively that Esme right now but she's not a good person she's done terrible things I will say that I just kind of rolled my eyes at and I ignored that but for the most part Spencer's main motivation is making sure that Ace does not feel the abandonment that he felt and I completely no. understand and I get that. But I but also he doesn't need to live with him for him not that, to abandon him. 
exactly. And I love that Joss is like, you're doing the same thing you did when we were kids. You're not understanding that you can't have what you want when you want it and that your choices have consequences. I totally agree. And I just hope that when him and Trina have this conversation, he's able, one, to express that but i also don't want trina to fold and really stand her ground i the soap opera digest article that i read that previews that conversation for next week um gives me the impression that trina has basically trina is basically in a i've heard it all before i'm gonna need action kind of a thing like i need you to understand that this is truly affecting me and that this cannot stay this way and i hope so and they do come to a place of he is able to convince her. Now, maybe that that the way he convinces her is by laying out a game plan of what his of what this will look like, so that they mm-hmm. can move forward and know and kind of have a solid view of where everything is. Yeah, but he needs a game plan because he cannot have it both ways. As much as he would want it that way, because he is the. At his core, he is still the same entitled little rich boy who wants all the things all the time. Yeah. And that was made very clear um, this, you know, in, in his his conversation with Joss. I know some people took it like he kind of wanted Trina as his side chick. That's kind of how it came off to some people. At least that's what it looked like on the timeline. But for me... It was more like he just wants everything because he's a spoiled rich kid and doesn't want to have to choose. Yeah, I don't, I definitely don't think from at least Spencer, Spencer's point of view, he, he wants um, Trina as a side chick. Obviously he doesn't, that's his girlfriend. He gets that. But like, but like you said, he wants to have his cake and eat it too. And unfortunately that's just not how it works, but he's not seeing that. So I'm I'm eager to hear this conversation out between the two of them next week. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think we only get like th- we only get like three days of GH next week because of Thanksgiving. This would this would be this would be the week where I would want a, a full week because I don't want this conversation rushed. I want us well, to I, kind of take our time with it. I don't think it's going to be rushed. If it lasts uh, an entire episode, I think that they could they could um hash things out and and things can be clear. So I don't necessarily think it's going to be rushed. Is it going to be done well? That's another story. They will act it well, whether it'll be written well. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah, exactly. But um Speaking of acting well, it is time to transition into our final critical case of the week and we get to discuss the goddess that is Maura West. Ava finally gets to confront Austin. Austin makes a weak attempt at an apology and then when he goes home to Pawtuck, he is met with two bullets to the chest when he comes home. Before we get to the shooting of it all, I just want to give Maura West all of her flowers because... She, she put in work. Yeah, finally. she knows how to act. Like she puts on master classes. I love when she has very dramatic, like even just in her day-to-day scenes, but like when it's dramatic and it's about her and and she's supposed to express 
any kind of emotion. Oh, she just, she does such an amazing job. Such She really an does. amazing job. Like every single one of her Emmys that she's ever, how many Emmys does she have? Two or three? think so yeah i think it's might be two maybe three let me see like she's deserved every single one of those nominations every single one of those emmys that she's got she deserves because she puts on a master class and her, the chemistry between between her and roger is just i wish they did something with austin because Honestly, I could totally get behind Ava and Austin. But oh, they haven't done anything for Roger in these last two years as Austin. And it's oh, that's such a pity. And even that's like such a in, pity. Even in these scenes, we know Roger can act, but like yeah. in those scenes, he was not giving. No. Like it was totally about Ava. Totally yeah. about Ava. I don't know if that was a choice that Roger made because he didn't really feel like Austin could say anything. So he made the choice to just stand there and absorb it and take it. But it was literally like Austin tried to play it off. Then he tried a weak ass apology and like she just shut him down at every turn. And like he, she could have basically been talking to the wall. I I would like to hope it was an acting choice because like you said, Austin, like he has no ground to stand on. So him saying anything or trying to defend himself, like if I'm Ava, I'm literally not, anything he's saying to me is going in one year and out the other so I can unleash. So I would hope it was a choice. And if it was, it was such a great choice because, oh, Mara, she's just amazing amazing and then we pivot to he leaves Ava's gallery and does he go right from the gallery home or does he end up going elsewhere and then he goes home no later? he went to go talk to um did he talk to Dante before Ava or did he talk to Dante <gasps> after he left he, oh that's right he talked to Dante after he left yeah. the police station because he had decided he was going to turn state's evidence on Cyrus, went yeah. home to Pawtuck to get said evidence and got met with a lead hello. Yeah. Um, who do who you do think? We... Sh <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Cyrus is the obvious choice. And for me, that's a stupid choice. Cyrus is the obvious choice. I don't think Mason has ex escaped police custody. So I, I do don't believe Cyrus may have an alibi. Wasn't he with Jordan he... and Laura? Uh, I think he finished by that point. But he can't get from poor Charles to Paw Talk. I mean, this is a soap, so teleporting is definitely a thing. <laughs> but I don't I don't think it's Cyrus. And if it if whenever this comes out, it does end up being Cyrus, I think that's the lazy choice. Making it Cyrus is just too obvious. And for me, like, that's not compelling storytelling. The other obvious um, choice is Nicholas. That's what I'm thinking as well. Um, that it could be Nicholas. Like I said, it, it can't be Mason because I don't think he's escaped police custody. He doesn't seem that smart. Also, um, I, I don't think I don't think Mason would be wearing those kind of shoes. Those look like expensive shoes. Yeah. 
I know I saw something floating on the timeline that they hope it's Ava. I hope I, it, it look well, one, it's definitely a man. Those were men's shoes. I hope it's Alcazar. Do we know who Pikeman is? Is it Cyrus? They're trying to make us think it's Cyrus, but I'm hoping that that's going to be a misdirect and that Cyrus is the number two to Pikeman's number one and that Pikeman will end up being Alcazar. Yeah, so it could end up being Pikeman as well, but I don't think it's Pikeman just because, like, who is Austin to him? You know what I mean? Austin was more Cyrus's guy. So I don't think it's Pikeman. I actually think it's Nicholas, even though it's the obvious choice. If they are going to go with the obvious choice, I would prefer it to be Nicholas than Cyrus. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's Ava. Ava is, I think she was too angry to even like think about following him to or going to Patak to shoot him. And um, honestly, so yes, I, I don't, don't think, think it's she Ava. Would, I don't think she would risk that after basically escaping a murder charge because Nicholas is alive. She's not going to escape one murder charge by giving herself another one. Agreed. That just does not make any sense. Now, also, this all all of this could change once our regular writers get back to town. Yep. So I have zero faith that any of this will make any sense because none of this has made any sense up to this point. So why should the conclusion make any sense? Exactly. <laughs> but it is what aired most of this week. So, you know, it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, eager to see where, like, again, the 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 fallout after this. I hope it's good. I hope it's not lazy. And um, there is there is zero way that he actually survived those bullets, right? Like he did. Gotten shot in the head before I e Michael and survived. But what's Roger's uh, contract status with GH at the moment? We don't know. It's it's very interesting because Roger hasn't officially said anything. Like there's an old cameo flight floating around that has mm-hmm. people thinking that he's leaving. And plus he's now on Instagram. And like when he first joined Instagram, all of his posts were just like randomly heaping praise on his various cast members and crew members, which in context of him leaving could look like goodbye. Mm-hmm. So I honestly don't know. But I also think if Roger Howard was leaving because of who he is in this industry, it would have leaked and it would have gone everywhere. Like Soap Opera Digest, Soap Opera News, Soap She Knows. Like people would be, yeah. there'd be headlines everywhere specifically because it's Roger. Yeah, so pending the confirmation of his status on GH, I'm going to venture out and say that Austin survives. Um, I don't know who's, and then Dante is probably going to be the one to find him actually, because Dante is probably going to be looking to follow up on that evidence that Austin was open to turning over. Um, Which but, yeah. I assume the shooter took with them. So the evidence isn't even going to be a thing anymore. Yeah, basically. That was it for our critical cases. Now we have making the rounds. 
We have Sasha and Cody admit their feelings. Finn is facing malpractice. The surrogate loses the baby and TJ and Molly are left reeling. Gregory's ALS continues to progress and Jordan becomes permanent deputy mayor. I'm going to pick Jordan becomes permanent deputy mayor. Why? We never see Jordan. Tanisha has never gotten a storyline for what? The two years, year and a half she's been on screen. Which is a crime. I, I just, I don't get it. I actually don't understand. I don't understand um, it either. And and the reason why too, I think it's it's like it's pointless. It's because unless this is going to be part of a major story coming up, like no one cares. No one cares. No one cares okay. that Jordan is commissioner or was commissioner. If she goes, we back never to saw policing. the deputy mayor until the deputy mayor became a plot point. So exactly. And even when Laura initially appointed her deputy mayor, I think we saw Jordan once after that. Um, so, like, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I, we, Jordan needs a story. Jordan needs a story. Taggart needs a story. Like, put them together. Please. I mean, their, their exes are commiserating. Put them together. And I am torn between two. You know what? I'm going to choose the surrogacy now and I will shade the fuck out of the malpractice thing later. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So my choice is going to be the surrogate loses the baby and TJ and Molly are left reeling. Um, I wish I cared. And I hate to say that. I really do. And, and Taj Bellows did really well. He was probably the strongest performer out of everyone involved. But and and Molly 3.0, 4.0, I can't even keep up with where we are now. I like this Molly though. I do like her. Um, I'm just scared to get attached to her because I'm afraid she'll be gone tomorrow. Um, but she did very well, which is kind of, which is also kind of hard because she was not there for the start of this like it's all this whole story is just all so weird and unfortunately we got confirmation from um kate manzi that christina will be the new surrogate so the storyline is going in the direction we did not want i'm very annoyed by that especially because again this is a story we see maybe every other wednesday and Taj Bello is getting I'm surprised they chose for the surrogate to tell him and not go straight to Molly because he's been very, getting very little point of view um, when it comes to this whole surrogacy story so uh, and I, I'm totally with you like I wish I cared but because we see it so little because we get very little um fleshing out of the story it's very hard to care like they're putting so much focus on this whole sec nina stuff i mean i get it maurice is involved and and laura right you know they're the big players and i get it but if you want us to care about obviously a very um important story and a touchy subject that many couples go through 
on a daily basis. Like, put them at the forefront. Make this a leading story. What is the, What was the point of putting Taj on contract last year for him to be seen once or twice a month? But I will say I did really love the scenes with him and Portia. So good. And it's, you know, it's so good. Like, and I love that he kind of went to Portia yeah. and kind of was able to have a moment. And then he unfortunately had to be the one to tell Molly. Yeah. And then, then Alexis showed up and then the Molly Alexis scenes, the Molly Alexis scenes always get me no matter who's playing Molly. I, I think that Alexis and her children have very good chemistry together. Even with Kate Nancy, like there's just such great chemistry with Nancy. Um, yeah, there. I really like the Davis girl dynamic. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but for me, regardless as, of who's played Molly, I agree. Like the dynamic has been really, really nice. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess we can move on into our praise or shade. Are you praising or shading this week? I am praising and we've already done that so much. Um, but Maura West, like the women of these soaps are just chef's kiss. Maura West, she was putting on a masterclass in those scenes with Roger and oh, but with that being said, I also need Ava to go back to being the killer that she is. Please. Because Austin Ben should have. Oh, should have been. Austin should have been dead long before now. Yeah. As soon as he put her in, in with Mason. And he basically. That thing with, with Avery. With Avery. Yeah. She should have put two bullets in him ages ago and so i'm gonna need i'm gonna need ava to go back to that but yeah Maura west she was just amazing this week so that's Absolutely. my that's my praise um and I, I teased it earlier and i'm gonna follow through on it now i am shading the fuck out of this finn is facing malpractice story mainly because one it came out of nowhere and two it's okay. about a patient we didn't even see I thought I was going crazy because I was like, did I miss something? Because, you know, sometimes I watch it as background noise, so I'm not really paying attention. But like you said, we did not see shit. And if you were going to make this a story, we at least should have seen him treating the patient in question. But the patient, we've never had reference to it. Like, there's never even been a minute of him saying, oh, I'm going to be late to dinner with Elizabeth and Violet because I have to see blah 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 for treatment like yeah it's it just literally came up out of nowhere and i'm just like what is why are we doing this it would have honestly made more sense to give this malpractice issue to portia because she just got a new job she's got a bunch of stress going on at home like it would make a lot of sense or even tj or even t- like even TJ because it wouldn't make a lot of sense with everything they've got going on when they're not at work for their issues yep. at home to seep into their job and for a mistake to be made. Yeah, and with TJ, the added layer is that he's a young doctor. He's still, you know, in the first couple of years of him doctoring, 
like it just makes sense. I mean, malpractice suits can come at, you know, any stage of your career as a doctor. That's that's understandable. But like you said, it makes no sense because we didn't hear anything about this patient. And it, they just sprung it on us. And what will piss me off even more is if there's no follow up to this after. Now, it would have made more sense if maybe he accused the doctor who's treating his father of medical malpractice. Even that. Like, there were ways to do a medical malpractice story, and if we have to involve Finn, make it make sense, other than this. And, like, the scenes weren't bad. They just frustrated the hell out of me because, like, he's getting another story out of nowhere, and we get to see Liz play support to him yet again. Yep. When her story got circumvented to be about him he now gets to have another story like that just it's it's really my soul yeah it's very dumb it's very dumb elizabeth deserves better we deserve better like do better yeah justice for elizabeth (laughs) yes definitely let's see we've got justice for elizabeth justice for anna justice for ava yeah. Justice for <laughs> Trina. Justice for Trina. Basically, justice for the women of Court Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Very much that. Because our girls have been struggling and they need help. Yeah. But do you have any final thoughts? No, not today. All right. So we will just leave it as justice for the women of Port Charles and we will see y'all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.